Welcome to the Play Create Podcast. I'm Kirsten Gunneruth. And I'm Jill Johnson. This is a place to explore play and creativity. It is. And this is where we come together and we play and create forward, which means that we give momentum to our ideas and our thoughts that have been kind of keeping us up every night. Yeah, in every aspect of life, work, parenting, you name it, there's no place we won't go and explore. And when it gets down to it, we just want to have fun. I say this every time, and every time it's true. I am so excited to have Bill Severns with me today. Bill is a dear friend. He's an author. He's a speaker. Um, He's the director of The Keeper's Legacy, which is an organization that I absolutely adore. Bill was a baseball player, heart and soul, growing up, played for Oklahoma State University, went on to play for Milwaukee in the major leagues. And when that career transformed, went on to coach how many? How many kids, Bill? <laughs> well, 22 years worth, let's just say that. 22, <laughs> 22 years, years worth, let's just say coaching. that. I have no idea. Yep. And yeah. you have how many kids and grandchildren? Well, we have, we have four kids, uh, four spouses, uh, 12 grandchildren. Yeah. So when we go out to dinner, it's a table for 22. I love it. So it's uh and and i have to tell you is oklahoma is oklahoma university not oklahoma state oh those are our rivals ah. yeah that's okay i just i couldn't let that go on very far no, you can't let that go on it's okay it's okay with you though i could let it go all right so oklahoma university um, mm-hmm. but needless to say you are a man with a whole lot of experience about teamwork and coaching and life and kids and and all of those all of these beautiful things and so i am so happy to be able to share you with people today and your wisdom and so bill has written one of my kids favorite books called donuts diamonds and dreams and you've written a couple others keepers of the sandlot and the sandlot strategy which i give to every coach i know who's actually coaching But let's talk a little bit about your story and what you started playing baseball as a kid. You loved it. And then there were some challenges. (laughs) Well, there were challenges, uh, not as much when I was young and playing in the sand a lot, like most of us used to do, just go play in the neighborhood, you know. Uh, And there were like usually anywhere between six to ten of us, and we would play baseball or football or play in the creek, you know, uh, whatever we would do. And, but I always knew that I wanted to play baseball. Uh, but I had a lot of friends too. So sometimes I had to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, or they wouldn't play baseball. Yeah. So I learned the life lesson, you know, early on. And, uh, the donuts in my book come from a stage where I had a paper route. I'd get up every morning at four o'clock every morning and throw a paper route which they don't do too much anymore, mm-hmm. but I had 120 papers. I would get up at four in the morning and ride down to the highway patrol station in Tulsa, Oklahoma and fold my papers. And the highway patrol dispatcher would always say to me that if you'll run over to the store and get us some donuts, uh, I'll buy. So that was a pretty good deal. You, know, you get up free donuts and, uh, 
So that went on for oh five years actually. Um, my problem with the donuts came that it, it ran into my dream uh, because I had a great arm from throwing the papers. I broke 37 windows in five years, uh, canceled <laughs> my parents' homeowner's insurance. I, I had great legs because I could ride the bicycle, but apparently during the course of time, I might've gotten a little chubby. Uh, matter of fact, I did get a little chubby. And um, so by the time I went out for the high school team, since I didn't play football, uh, I went out and I showed them my great arm and my great running ability. Uh, but I got cut, uh, the first day out. And, uh, so the donuts were obviously (laughs) holding me back a little bit. Um, and, um, I went home and I was devastated because I, I'd wanted to be Mickey Mantle, the next Mickey Mantle playing the big leagues and everything else. The coach at the high school wanted to see me the next day. And he said, look, um, we think you have the ability to make the team next year. You didn't know there were going to be a hundred guys out for baseball. And since you didn't play football, nobody knew you. So what I'd like you to do is please don't quit. Please don't give up. Get in a little bit better shape and come next year. And I think you can make this team. Yeah. So when I was talking to my mother in her last year, right before she died, I said, you know, mom, that was the most important day of my life. And she said, yes, it was. She said, because if he wouldn't have talked to you, you would have gone away. Uh, She said, you were a really sensitive little boy. So, you know, hearing that from your mom when she's 87 years old and knowing that that had been in her heart all her life. um, So I went the next day and I talked to him and he said, "Um, first of all, I'm glad you came to talk to me. And sec, because you're, you're manning up here. You came to see me and you want to hear, you want to get better. You're list, you're going to listen to me. And second of all, you didn't bring your mom and dad to do your fighting for you. And I said, well, they have to work. They have jobs. And, uh, so he told me to give up, get in better shape. So the next day on my paper out, I went and told Charlie, the guy that was buying the donuts. I said, guess what, Charlie? I can make the team next year if I quit eating donuts. Yeah. So I'm going to go get the donuts, but I can't eat as many. So I I went from like 10 a day. There were those little ones that come in those packages, you know. Yeah. I would go from like 10. I went from like 10 to 8 a day to 6, you know, because you can't just go cold turkey. You know, you have to just, you know, kind of weed it out a little bit. Yeah. The next year I was in shape, I made the team and, you know, God gave me the desires of my heart. And the next year I made the all-state team in Oklahoma. So, you know, I just, I had some great coaching and the donuts, I had to get rid of them. And I got back out onto the diamond to continue my dream, which is kind of the theme of the book. Cause every kid has a dream. Yeah. Not every kid's dream. Not, none of our dreams are the same. But sometimes we have something that's holding us back. And in that case, (laughs) it literally was some donuts. So anyway. So what did those donuts teach you about that then? I'm guessing it wasn't just the donuts at times, right? There's that everything wasn't just completely roses from that moment forward. There were probably other times where you had to be willing to 
I, I don't know if give up something is quite the right word, but, but notice what it was going to take to accomplish mm -hmm. what you were going for. How did those donuts inspire you? Yeah. Well, when you held up the book there, uh, I think you see it. Hold the book up again. Do you see the little boy? He sees the goal. Yeah. He sees the field. He sees where he wants to be. And he's got the donuts with him, so he's not exactly, you know, he's, he's holding on to them a little bit. But he realizes that he needs to get rid of them. If it, he, he has to give up what he likes to get to what he loves, oh. is what I like to say. Yes. I, I like the donuts, but if I wanted what I loved, that's what I'm saying. I had to give it up. And you can see it in that picture. And that was drawn by an artist at the Kansas City Art Institute. That book is illustrated by kids at the Kansas City Art Institute. And we had a contest to see who could catch the overall, what I was trying to say. Yep. And I've seen a lot of, lot of people, and we all see them every day, where they can't give something up. They can't forgive somebody. You know, they can't let it go. You know, they can't. There's all those things. And all the way through, you know, our, my age today. You know, uh, you, you, you have to quit being afraid sometimes, you know, of, you know, don't be afraid, go for it, you know, because we only have today, you know, so that's, that's kind of the point there. That's almost a life lesson is, it is a life you, you lesson. give up what you like to get what you love, maybe. I would say that is a life lesson. And sometimes <laughs> we, as human creatures, sometimes we like, uh, just because it's comfortable. We like things that we don't really like, right? We like, mm -hmm. you know, we're, right. we're so used to being in a certain situation or we're, we come to believe that this is how it is. Or, and so we, we get stuck in the likes instead of moving mm -hmm. towards the loves. And I, this is huge. This is important. And I love yeah. that you're not just teaching, uh, you know, kids this you're teaching adults this you're you're helping parents coaches mm -hmm. kids just people in general get these messages which are so important and you had the other thing i think is so important about your story is you had people who believed in you you had a coach who even yes. though you you know he cut you the first day still mm -hmm. showed up for you and you showed up for him and that then eventually took you all the way to the bigs. Yes. Yeah. I, um, the thing that was amazing about him, and I think this is just so important for every single parent life lesson or whatever. He coached a couple state champions in baseball. He played at KU in basketball. Then one day he dropped his three daughters off at their gymnastics meet practice. Mm -hmm. And there was not a coach. Coach didn't show up. So he decided to be their coach. And he didn't know anything about it. But the most important thing in his life were his children, you know, his and his family. And I think from a legacy position that you mentioned, when you get to my point in life where I am, all of a sudden you realize how important your family is because your family's who's left. Oh. You know, they're the ones that are there. You know, you you have great friends. You and me, you know, all of the friends that we have, but your, your family is what you deal with. So he 
coached 30 state champion girl gymnasts in Oklahoma. So when I spoke at his funeral two years ago, there were a thousand people there. Wow. There were six baseball players and six gymnasts that sat on that stage. So, uh, you know, when you say there were people that helped you get there, I mean, it's my life, anybody's life. Uh, you know, it, 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 it always takes a team and it takes people because there's some days you just don't have it. Um, you know, my, you and I have talked about this before, but my son will, when we formed our 501c3, he said, this is great, Dad, because now you've got a team. All you have to do is pitch. Yeah. And what he was saying is now you've got people to play other positions for you, yep. you know, because you, you can't play all the positions by yourself, you know, unless you're a golfer, you know, but even then you have to have somebody carry your bag, you know, and the, exactly. and the caddies. <laughs> and people who've taught who yeah. you, I mean, I don't know. The caddies a, are a class golfer or really any many golfers who don't have someone coaching them mm -hmm. them improve their game right yeah yeah so and then you know it went on all the way up the line for me i went to college and all of a sudden i had new coaches because yeah. even though it, I, I had been an all-state baseball player my coaches asked me if i wanted to be good at what i was doing yeah. howard thought i was uh. they didn't think so <laughs> and so they said we got to break you down to square one and you need to start over so i said sure you know george brett all the guys that i know that some of the guys that live in our community here and you know them you see them at ski schools in park city you know you see the guys that you know will take a, a skier and break them down and teach them how to be great yeah, yeah. you know not just you know, I know that the blue slopes so are the ones that go around the hill, maybe. No, no. The green ones, maybe. Yeah, blue. Those are the ones that I like when I'm skiing. Uh -huh. You wouldn't like those. You know, <laughs> you want the black ones, you know. Nice. And if, if I want to learn how to ski the black, I got to make a decision, you know. Mm -hmm. So the coaches that come along and take us to the next level are have always meant a lot to me. So those are those are the maybe the coaches you're talking about. It, well, that and the fact that you were willing to put your ego aside. Oh yeah. I'm our, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm good. Yeah, I, did, I, did, yeah. I, part of why I stopped playing softball was that's, I, I, I am, hate to admit this, but I, I'm open to being an open book. I was so in eighth grade, I, I, everyone thought I should be on the varsity team. I had, and I worked my butt off to be on it. Mm -hmm. And coach kept me not on that, or actually it was freshman year, not on the team. And I was so mad at her because I had worked so hard mm -hmm. and I thought I deserved it that I could not hear or see what she was trying to tell me, which was if you play this team, you are going to get so much more time and experience then you're going to get playing varsity this year. Yes, right. And you come into varsity next year, you're going to like absolutely rock it. I, my ego, I quit. 
-hmm. And so that's the difference between the yous and the me's at that age, <laughs> right? No. Well, well, yeah. But it it's, is. It, it, no, I mean, it, I don't think it's a difference. I think it's just uh, we get excited and we know that we want something, and, uh, uh, the, and which would be another tool that you and I talk about all the time. And I know you talk about we talked about it was patience. Yeah. Because a lot of times you, we do want it. We want it now. We want it quicker. And uh, sometimes uh, just takes a little while, but that you learn that as you go. Well, no, it's been a life lesson for me my whole life, right? Mm -hmm. the, the not yep. having done that and the not having heard that. And now I appreciate and take the time mm -hmm. to listen to that wisdom in a way I didn't then because I look at what I could have created with that and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. There are so many ways and tools we could go with what we're talking about, but if we <laughs> wanted to, if we wanted to give people something to try this week, something to see if it works for them, to, um, what, what do you think would be a good thing for people to try? Well, for me, I get the most, I think I, I feel the best about my days when I set my priorities and then I focus on getting the important stuff done. Yeah. I think it's really difficult in this day and age with all of the media, with all of the Facebook, with all of the, it's, it's easy to get distracted. And so, and then of course here, it, it, I'm in my sixties, you know, I get up every day and I make sure that I accomplish what I know is important. Yeah. That, that way, I, I, I know that I'm, I'm focused on and I get done what I needed to do. I get really frustrated when I think I wasted a day because mm. we just don't have that many. We don't have many days. Yeah. You know, I don't know how I have 12 grandchildren all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, time yeah. just really goes fast. Yeah. And uh, our kids, our kids one day, they're little bitty and the next thing they're six one, six two. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching my children now. So I like, I think every day in a week, if what I would tell people to do, if this was what I was saying, get rid of the things that you don't need to have in your life. And I'm kind of like you here on this one. I've learned tough lessons yeah. because I was so scattered. Yeah. I wasn't focused. And that probably has held me back from doing more things you know, because I just, I, I didn't stay focused. So now I try and do that. And, and I've, I've gotten, uh, I have better days now that I've gotten rid of the things that are cluttering up yeah. my life. So you had talked before we started actually recording. I love mm -hmm. the things that you said. And maybe there's a way for people to start. Noted. One of our, as you know, is notice more. Maybe one mm -hmm. of the things people can notice is what don't you like and mm -hmm. what, what do you like, but also what do you love? Yes. Really focus. You know, you talked about getting rid of what you like to get to what you love. And mm -hmm. so just starting to identify those things and um, so that you can focus on, uh, on the, the big things, the important things. Right. There's a great book. It's called The One Thing. And I wish I could tell you who the authors are right now. But they, their invitation is to ask yourself, what is the one thing I can do today 
such that everything else will become easier or better or whatever it might be. And I love that question because it inspires, like maybe that day, the one thing you can do is go get back in bed and rest because you have been going 100 miles an hour and you haven't taken one. Or maybe right. the one thing that day is to get totally focused and get your website done or get it or spend time with your family or it, it can be a lot of different things. And you can even mm -hmm. ask that question of the important categories in your life. Mm -hmm. But that has been a powerful tool to do what you're talking about for me is to think about it in that context of what is that one thing that needs most needs my attention today so that I can create forward and make things happen. Right. A couple of years ago, I got stuck in a situation <clears throat> and I was literally stuck. Yeah. And I began to read and about things I was interested in. And we don't have time to get into those kind of things, but with my every intense, every moment that I had where I was stuck, I would read and study. Yeah. And my coach in college used to say, you know, ultimately it all adds up. Everything builds and everything adds up to ultimately what you may do. So I try not to waste time now. If I, if I'm, if I have some free time, Instead of watching the news or getting on that internet, I read and I take notes. I have my notebook here with me right now. It's right here. It's there. It is. I I'm constantly writing and learning and 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 uh, every day I'm trying to learn something. Yeah. And it's it always amazes me how all that reading pays off as I move forward in my day. How I pull from it. So I didn't, I don't feel like I wasted that time, you know, television, watching that television. I get so mad at myself now where I, after I watched four hours of, you know, Chicago PD, yeah. you know, and we love to do that. I mean, that's fun. I'm not saying you don't do that. Sometimes but then sometimes I'm, you different. just wasted. Yeah. You just wasted four hours yeah. where you had something to do and you didn't do it. So I don't know. Uh, preparing uh for what's coming you want to be prepared yeah and uh again coach stevenson used to say um you know you may say you want to be great at something but are you really willing to prepare to be great yeah. because a lot of people say they want to be great but they don't want to prepare for it and yeah. and that means training you know um i could tell you a million stories about guys that would out prepare everybody you know, and that was when nobody's watching, but they were out working hard and then they made the team. Yes. So preparing is a big tool. It's a huge tool. So mm -hmm. our invitation this week for all of you listening is to identify even just over the next week, what is it that is most important to you? What is it that you love and want to create that you want to focus your energy on? And start your day, go to bed, clear on that. And when you wake up, really mm -hmm. orient your day around creating that. And let's see what happens. I think great things will happen. I mean, 
I, some days I don't get too far, but I make sure that I do it every day. And yeah. then you'll start digging. And the more you dig, the more you find, I think. Yeah. I love it. Thank you, Bill, for joining us today. This is fabulous. Yeah. We have so many other awesome topics and tools to talk about at some point in the future. So I hope you'll come Great. back and spend some time. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. Have a great day. You too. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And definitely share it with all your friends. Heck yeah. We can all use more play and creativity in our lives. Yes, especially with our friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, check us out on social media. We're at Rocket Trike Studios. We'd love to have you join us there.